So I actually watch go on YouTube and watch Sirioli highlights. So I like to base my game around him, knowing similar type of plays. I like to, that's a small forward, he was a small forward. I, I really like watch his highlights and even up to that, I never get bored of them. I still keep watching them, seeing how he moves, seeing how he takes on tackles, makes tackles, chases, like that type of stuff. Like. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live interview. I hope you enjoyed this interview and please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the High Performance Podcast for AFL staff and athletes. Today I'm excited to announce a new segment of the show. It's a community segment where we have a deep dive, uh, basically sharing a story from and also a journey from our members, whether it be a footballer, in this case it is with self Jimmy, or a strength and conditioning coach that's who is in our membership. So really excited to have AKA Sammy on. As I've known him, he's got an exciting story to share. I think will resonate with a lot of footballers, really committed to his craft. He started on our program a couple of years ago, worked with myself as well as Dylan and Caleb, so two other Prepare Like a Pro coaches, uh, and he's been highly driven into um, getting better pretty much every day, uh, whether it be in off-season, pre-season, in-season. And he's now landed himself a new opportunity uh, up north in Queensland, the Quaffle. So uh, absolutely wrap for him. He's going um, to have a, a fantastic year. So I think it's a great opportunity to sort of share what's worked well for him uh, and how he's preparing himself for the 2024 season. So welcome, Sammy. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate you having me on. For those that aren't aware of your background, do you mind sort of taking us through, I guess, when you started playing footy, where you played your junior footy, and, and I guess why you love the game. Yeah, so I started back in, well, since I was a little kid, I've always been playing footy, whether it's in the backyard, just at a local footy ground with my dad and my brothers. So obviously I've loved playing footy all my life. Yeah, so I started playing in the club at uh, under 10, uh, back down at Central Lake Sharks. I played my first year down there, and I had a decent year playing for fun, obviously. And then the next year I played soccer. It's pretty interesting. So I played a year at soccer and, and then I went back to footy under 12 and played since under 12. So yeah. Fantastic. And you've recently relocated to Queensland. Take us through, uh, I guess, your decision around moving from, from Melbourne to Queensland and, and how it all came about. Yeah. So it's a pretty tough decision, obviously. Like that's a way up the pros and cons of both like playing Victoria, which is my hometown or Coming up here and playing the proper, which is obviously a state league footy, so higher league, more exposure up here and everything. So it all happened pre Christmas. It all just came so fast. That at Armitage, the coach of Palm Beach gave me a call and said, Oh, to come up, there's opportunity. So I decided to come up and just train, see how it went. So I did a month of training up here. Pretty good training. I was happy with it. I trained well, and obviously that was happy with it. And then over the break, they gave me a couple of calls and stuff about a contract. So I was on my holiday and I got back and then I spoke to placement at that point cook and we had a good chat about it and obviously he said he'll support my decision whatever i choose and then i spoke to armitage as well and he said if i come up it'd be great exposure great connections up here it could feed me to south Pole, all those type of things and so yeah i decided to come up and yes yeah, so i started training last week up here i've been really enjoying it great weather great like, style and yeah yeah fantastic as you mentioned the state league so the goal was obviously to play at the highest level you can each year and really maximise your development by putting yourself in the in the best program you can. I know it's something that you explored all options with. You created a highlights video that you're 
you know, posting around to coaches and those in your network to share around. Sort of take us through your mindset on on how it all came about in terms of playing at the highest yeah. level. I know you've worked with also Chaka Williams, so you've really surrounded yourself with a lot of people to help out your development. How did the video come about? You know, where did you get that idea from? Oh, it was just, I don't know, just kind of like after my season, I had a good season and not much recognition from the WRL then. And so I was like, I'll make a video. I'll just send it out send it out to as many clubs as possible, whether it's like in the walk wall down in Adelaide or even in Victoria or the BFL clubs and the idea and I used that and got around so and this is how I got the opportunity up here through that video so obviously that they saw it they liked what they saw um being a small forward that's that's exactly what they needed so they decided to call me up and ask me if I wanted to play up here and they've got some good recruits like Aaron Hall and Tom Hickey and both of those players can definitely help me develop throughout the year so that's that was part of my decision to come up as well yeah fantastic I think that's a great Great uh, insight uh, for those listening in, particularly obviously developing footballers as well. Um, like you said, you sort of can't just rest on your laurels. You played, a, you had a really good year, um, but you didn't just leave it up to your football. You actually um, made sure to get a, get a, get in contact with other coaches, other programs, whether it be VFL as well as um, st- you know, other state leagues around the, the country. So I think that yeah, ultimately you, you've really put yourself in that position to to make sure that you're paying in the best team that you possibly can play in to develop your football and I think it's probably a, a mindset it's probably going to be quite common I imagine as football gets more and more competitive especially in younger leagues over the next few years it's it's something that we talked about off here that is quite common in America that your um, athletes will create their own whether it be basketballers or American footballers will create their own highlights reel and send them out there uh, yeah. opposed to waiting for, for those to sort of knock on your door it's about putting it you know getting yourself um, the best chance. So I think that's a great gem straight away for footballers to listen in, um, not just to wait and sort of sit on your laurels, but to actually be proactive, I guess, into giving yourself the best chance. How did, did you film the, your games? I talked us through the logistics of creating that video. Did you film your own games? Was that from the club tape? And then who edited it? How did you come to put it all together? Yeah. So I've seen the video. It's it's well done. Yeah. So basically, uh, playing seniors, every game recorded at the end of each game, I, I even watch over my own record and see what I've done well or what I haven't done well. And I picked out clips, like highlight clips throughout the season. So obviously last year I played seniors at Point of Court. So I went through all the clips that I played in and I took out the highlights from each of those videos and I kind of wrote it all down like the time, started time in which I wiped the clips in. And then I sent it to someone that I found to, that does these video editings and he worked alongside me and put it all into one video and made it look good. And yeah, and then I got it from there and that's how I sent it out. So pretty simple. Yep. Yeah, very good. And obviously you've been on our program for two years now. Like I mentioned, worked with myself and a couple other coaches. What have you enjoyed about working on the Papilla Pro uh, oh, when, program? Yeah, when I first met you, I thought, oh, this is exactly what I need. Like before you, I didn't really have much like knowledge about working in the gym or like running or that type of stuff. I would just go out and do a long run or go to the gym and just do like isometric bicep curls or just that type of stuff basic stuff but since me and you have learned a lot about i need to introduce power into the gym or like the strength sessions and hypertrophy sessions and like all that type of stuff and i feel like it's really important i've also learned a lot about like you teaching me about my nutrition that's really important after gym and a big thing that i like to touch on a lot is um recovery before you i've never really did some form of recovery like never went into sauna that type of stuff but now i've been doing it regularly three, four times a week in the sauna and that type of stuff. Ice baths are really good as well. 
I've been learning a lot about that stuff. I mean, so thanks to you. I've really learned a lot about that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks for sharing. And I think that's ultimately what we've tried to do since I created it a few years ago is yeah, bridge that gap between those that are driven and want to basically have the AFL program to, to everyone. And that's exactly what you've done. You're sort of like a sponge in that sense. You're just wanting more and more and more. And you've adapted uh, into a schedule while working, you know, full time or it might be studies, bits and pieces, but you've still got in uh, the work, both from a working out point of view, whether it be your strength training and your conditioning, but then like you said as well, starting to work on those elite habits. So it will help no doubt transitioning. Now you go to a state program, you're going to uh, be well suited because you've sort of prepared yourself for that uh, step up, I guess, from pre-season. How have you found the, the training session so far going into um, Palm Beach? Has it been a big step up of training load? What have you found it's different? Yeah, it's a lot more educational base. So I'm learning a lot about like positioning, like different patterns and stuff. And obviously learning from Armitage and all Tom Hickey and Jermaine's also the assistant coach. So learning a lot from those guys that really helped me develop this year. Obviously, that was part of my decision to go up. But yeah, so I'm, I've been really enjoying the chain. Obviously, in the heat, like I'm sweating a lot more. So obviously, you get a lot more fit up here in the heat. So I've been pushing myself as well. So I've been really enjoying it. We'll, we'll move into the first question. So um, these deep dive conversations with our community, it's almost like a goal setting. So in six months' time, Sammy, if everything goes amazingly well with Palm Beach, uh, you crack into the team, you, you're playing your, your, your forward role and yeah, everything's going perfectly well for you for exactly what you want, what would that look like? Yeah, so my goal obviously this year is to be very consistent throughout my games. Knowing that my ambition is obviously to play at the highest level, which is AFL, um, I would like to be very consistent this year every game. So whether that's laying six tackles or whether that's kicking in three, four goals or like setting up assist team and just playing my small forward role because that's my spe- specialty and like being at the front of the ball, like all that type of stuff. Yeah, so I'll, in six months' time, I would like to get onto a VFL list, whether that's Southport with down in Melbourne. And from there, obviously, progress onto an AFL list. But thanks to your training and all that, being able to like cut with the training loads up here, which is good, especially in the heat. So hitting in 26, 27 plus Ks a week, being really good in my body, plus the recovery aspect has really helped me train the next day and day after without my body being too short. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great to hear, mate. I'm, I'm pleased um, that you transitioned into that program has been seamless and hopefully it's hopefully going to allow you to, to make that impact like you said the small forward role it's not an easy position but it's something that is like if you can make a specialist um, position like you said with that pressure of being you know, in front of the ball and, and both from a kicking goals but also keeping the ball inside 50 with your defensive uh, pressure i think afl scouts will, will take notice pretty quickly um yeah. So in terms of that, setting yourself up to, to make a real impact, be consistent in the team and and, um, and ultimately set you up to be in a VFL program with the big picture being AFL, uh, what roadblocks do you currently see that um, you'll need to face to, that are going to challenge these goals? The only roadblock, it's not necessarily a roadblock, but like obviously my choice to move up to Queensland, that's been a sacrifice, obviously moving away from my family, all that type of stuff, home in Melbourne. But... Like being able to move up can provide an insight saying if I do get drafted to a WA team, I'm able to realign it myself, being able to learn how to cook, being able to learn to how to do different things by myself. So that's that would really help as well. And yeah, this experience would be great for my growth and development, not only just for my, but as I mentioned, like being able to do stuff around the house and like being a bit more independent rather than being at home. So that would definitely help a lot. Yeah, how are you finding that? I'm sure there'd be a few footballs listening in. Yeah, uh, it, it you know 
it, it, it can get comfortable living at home and, and yeah, from from going from living now to you by yourself in a new state at a new football club, it's I imagine it's out of your comfort zone. It's a lot of change in a short period of time. How have you found coping with those changes? Yeah, it's been not too bad so far. Like I've been coming up for holidays here for years, so the change hasn't been too drastic. It helps that I've got a house here and a car and all this. I'm able to get around, I've got a place to stay. Um, I found a gym to go to with that has saunas and steamings and all that type of stuff. So it hasn't been too difficult. And there's a local football ground uh, around the corner, so I can walk there every afternoon if I want to have shots at goal or do some extra training by myself. I'm able to do that. So, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. And I'm learning how to cook so, and do the washing and that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's been good. Talk us through a, a, a typical week, mate, like from Monday through to, to Sunday. What, what's your current schedule? How does it look? Yeah, so Monday, Monday obviously have training at night here, so I get a fair bit of done, running done up in the afternoon here with the club, so that and football will be into one. And in the morning, I like to go to the gym, I'll do whatever session that's being programmed for me, so I'll get that done in the morning. I like to do it earlier, I like train so much in the afternoon, I like to get it done early in the morning. So I get that done, and in the afternoon, I might, if I've got uni work, I'll end up doing some of that or like some work from online. And yeah, I've got training in the afternoon, Monday, Tuesdays, a day off from football training. So I'll do some of my extra crap, whether that's ground balls, shots at goal, that type of stuff, just a bit of work. I'll go to the gym in the morning, so the same thing. Gym in the morning, just recovery after that. And then typically in the afternoon, I'll get some craft work in, just mentioned. Wednesday, I'll see gym again in the morning, so I'll get that done. Whatever's on the program for my gym, I'll follow that. And I'll have to have training in the afternoon again, Palm Beach, so I'll get that done. And then Thursday is typically my rest day, but I like to get some active recovery, whether that's in swimming, whether that's on the bike, or just even in the sauna again. So I get, I'll get that done on the Thursday. And Friday, I'll do some extra running, some top-up running to get the case in my legs and a bit of extra craft and stuff as well. And I'll also go to the gym. And then Saturday, I'll have pop training in the morning, so I'll get that done with them, and I'll just chill out for the rest of the afternoon. And Sunday is my rest day, so it's completely off. So I'll do something else I might go to the shops or I might just something else could be playing tennis or something break away from football yeah, fantastic yeah that's an elite elite schedule um, great balance between um, both your work on your athleticism and your, and your physical capacities like you said with with the gym um, program and then of course your, your conditioning which is connected with your football um, work but also a lot of uh, skill development as well uh, how do you sort of uh, create the or come up with the drills for your craft work. Is that the yeah? Is it stuff that you've done in the past? Is it new things you're getting from the football club you're playing with? You know, talk us through how you come up with those sessions. Well, so in my early days, I actually met Mark Choco Williams. So started with him to be honest. I got a lot of my drills from him. So he really helped me. He's been there along my journey as well. So he's really taught me some stuff to focus on, some really technical kicking skills and all that type of stuff. So I implement those here and there. And I've been following him. He's really helped me as well. And he's become one of my mentors. And to get to where I am, he's been significant for that. And I've also met Dale Tappin when Mark Williams got his full-time job at Melbourne. I met Dale Tappin and he's also been really good for me as well. Again, he's one of my mentors and he's played a crucial role as well as me coming out to Queensland. So he's been educating me different forward patterns and stuff, which I go through myself. And I have a look, whether it's looking at some highlights and stuff, on the AFL games and just have a look at how different forwards run and where they move, where they come. So, yeah, he's been really crucial for me and the stuff that he's taught me, like technical skills I can use on game day as well. So, in the last 18 months, I've been using him. He's really like developed me and I 
look forward to continuing my journey alongside with him as well. So both of those mentors have taught me different duels I can do with myself or do with my dad or do with my brother. So yeah, I get get it a lot from them. Yeah, it's fantastic. You've, you've really surrounded yourself with the best resources you possibly can, can work with. So it's probably no surprise you are where you are, mate. That's fantastic. And in terms of prioritizing tasks in your schedule, how have you come up with creating these habits? Like where did you sort of fit it all in? Uh, how do you juggle it? Like you said, with university and work, there must be times... Uh, we are talking about roadblocks a little bit earlier, which sounds like organized. How have you sort of gone with those days where maybe your energy is a bit low, perhaps, or you're, or you're mentally just feeling a bit off? Do you do anything different to your schedule to, to re-energize yourself for the next day or for the upcoming session in the afternoon? Or is it a matter of just sticking to the schedule and sticking to your, to your, to your program and just letting the energy come when it needs to? So when I'm feeling down or lethargic or tired, so sometimes I might have it like, 30, 40 minute nap in the afternoon just to rejuvenate myself. Otherwise, like usually if it's a gym session or something, I'll push through it and just give it my all. And then I realize at night I can rest and get through it. So we must go for that. And as you taught me, nutrition plays a big role. Like the more I fuel myself properly and appropriately, like I feel much better to train and that type of stuff. So like your nutrition has really helped. And on the days I do feel a bit down and I don't have football training, I might go to the sauna, just sit in there, but go in the spa walk up and down the pool or do a little bit of swimming, just like that type of stuff. And I, I felt like that's really out, especially up here. I can go to the beach. It's not far. So that stuff will definitely help. Yeah, fantastic. So it sounds like for those listening, it's not, yes, you've got to put in a lot of hard work, but also you've got to be putting in a lot of work into your body in terms of recovery and nutrition, sleep and and um, recovery strategies as well. So they're the, they're the big three, which is um Awesome, mate. That's um, fantastic. Great, great for the listeners to hear some practical tips on what they can do. And ultimately, with those um, recovery strategies, you don't need anything fancy. It's just eating real food, like you said. Anyway, you can nap anywhere, and then getting into some water recovery or or some hot colds. So, no doubt, all listeners that will have access to to those recovery strategies. So, it's fantastic. What about specific skills or resources? You've mentioned some mentors that have helped you along the way. Yeah. Is there other accounts that you like to look on, whether it be YouTube accounts, Instagram handles to get inspiration to help, I guess, with the craft side of things or the tactical side of things, or it could just be more of the a lifestyle and training side of things? Yeah, a big thing I found is before a lot of my games, I actually watch, go on YouTube and watch Serioli highlights. So I like to base my game around any knowing similar type of plays. I like to, that's a small forward, he was a small forward. I, I really like watch his highlights, and even up to that, I never get bored of them. I still keep watching them. Seeing how he moves, seeing how he takes on tackles, makes tackles, chases, like that type of stuff. Like, I really like to implement those in my game. And now, current year and now, watching Cosy Pickett, he really goes about it. Well, just the way he moves and tackles, chases, jumps, I, I really aspire the things he does. So, even going to the live games and watching the work effort, like up and down the ground, it's really inspiring. So, I try to like implement that stuff into my game as well. And even the little one percenters like knock-ons and stuff, like they really like help teams as well. Like if you can't get a possession, that tap can free up space or anything like that. So really, yeah, like watching those two, I can really implement those stuff. It can really take my game to another level, especially this year. Yeah, fantastic. And then how did you go about starting that routine? So that's something that you do prepared for a game, watching you know, the elite yeah. players that play specific in your position. Where, where did you yeah. get there from? Oh, I was back when I was a junior. So, like, under 13s, under 14s, I watched those highlights. And then 
in the grand final and under, I think it was 15, I kicked five goals. And so since then, I've just been watching his highlights and like trying to implement that in my game and different scenarios and stuff. So yeah, that helped. And now it's just become a routine, like watching his highlights, whether it's the night before, day off. Yeah, it's really helped. And now even like on a Friday night, it's safe Melbourne playing or what's close to kind of like see how he moves around the ground, how far up he pushes and like kind of apply it to my own game. So yeah, that's been really good. Fantastic. Yeah, that's another great tip, mate. Thanks, mate. It's really valuable for, for those listening in, specifically for, for small forwards. Speaking on the position of small forwards, for those that are uh, wanting to specialise in that position as well, looking back over the last five years, what have you learnt the most in terms of what's really important for a small forward and maybe uh, what maybe five years ago you thought was really important, both physically but also tactically, technically? Yeah. Perhaps, but it isn't as important as you thought as it might be. Yeah, so obviously we get taught that goals is not important and even up to today I felt like that's really important because sometimes you beat goal hungry and you can sacrifice a goal and then it could be a point and the other team can get it the other way. So I've really learned that helping your team score, whether it's assisting, whether it's chasing, chasing the big thing, locking the ball down before 50, uh, anything that can contribute to a goal, I've really found that is really important. I've been taught that especially by Bale. He's telling me like every time that it's not all about goals, it's not all about goals chases the tackles like those things really stand out so obviously since being with him i'm trying to hone onto those things like if there's a chase to be made just chase even if i don't think i'm going to get there just chase it because it applies the pressure to these people and being a fast player majority of the time like like get them also locking a ball in is the main thing being being the leadership in the four line also a big thing as well like directing instead of two people going for the same ball directing and then if the ball's kick down the line and chase will go after that so i've been learning a lot about that stuff and position positioning myself when coming that's also been really um important like it's been at the front of the pack majority of the time because the ball's always going to hit the front unless it's a wet day it might go over the back so majority of my clumps is at the front and time is also getting to the front of the ball on time not overrunning them or not like getting there too late so that also really taught me a lot about that forward also, yeah, it's a real specialty, as he, as he mentioned yeah. there. It's a great insight into, yeah, the key, I guess, fundamentals or pillars of, of a craft and tactical side that you can prepare. From a physical point of view, like, as we mentioned, you've been on the program for two years. What are, for someone that's thinking about joining the program, what are some of the results that you've noticed since being on our both strength and power program, but also the conditioning side of things? Yeah, obviously, being I had a smaller frame when I first met you. So, obviously, since you've helped me build up my body, whether it's my body armor, I'm just exactly what I wanted. So, that's helped then improve dramatically. So, a lot more body armor, so I'm able to absorb a, a hit or even give a hit. So, that's really been a um, conditioning point of view. You really helped me get my 2K down. So, that's really coming down as well now. And I've been working on that a lot with this preseason. So, that's getting down at if I want to play in a midfield or wing, I have the capacity to do so. Since being a, I'm really paid a bit in my genius of being a small forward, pretty much all of it. So being able to do the conditioning well, and it's, it's really helping my game as well from an aerobic point of view. Yeah, something you would notice straight away when I started training it was your speed and acceleration and explosiveness, uh, hence why you, you're um, especially in a small forward position. Uh, for those that want to improve their first three steps and their agility, what have you found as being some effective, uh, whether it be running drills or things you can do in a gym or 
uh, stretching exercises. Talk us through how to improve your, yeah. what have you found effective to improve your power in your first three steps? Yeah, so obviously I learned it from you, Dylan, and Caleb as well, and we've been doing outside sessions. I've been feeling the A skips and the B skips and those type of running techniques are really out or the power of the one, two, three steps. They've really helped us. Been a naturally fast and agile and great acceleration type of player. I've just been sharpening that. So if I can really make that a weapon in my game, it can be really damaging as well. So yeah, I've learned a lot of those type of tips and I like to do that either if it's before training or whether it's in the gym or quick one, two, three steps in the gym. It could be like with a band or something. It's, it's really helped a lot. Very good. Well, if, if anyone's got some follow-up questions, perhaps a footballer uh, that's keen to pick your brain a little bit more as a small forward or a um, yeah, footballer that wants to, to transition into the small forward uh, position or, or perhaps they want to um, do something like yourself, get out of their comfort zone and, and change states and um, play in a state league football outside of their hometown, um, where, where's the best place to get in contact, mate? Um, Armitage has been really good for me and he's really helped me with this decision as well like he's ensured me that obviously the club supported me and so yeah he's he's been a great contact for me and as well as Kuda and all the other coaches around but Armitage has been the main point of contact and the other one I'd really like to men- mention for contact is Aaron Hall he's been really great with me as well since moving up he's taught me some things that I could implement in my game as well him being playing at North Melbourne and Gold Coast Suns was really good off half back so he's teaching me like some running patterns and stuff that are really can be damaging as well. So I've learned a lot of him as well. He's been a good contact of mine since coming up here. Fantastic. Well, there you go. Th- thanks, Sammy. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Really great to share your journey. That's obviously only the very start. There's some big things ahead, mate, with your work ethic and drive and, and talent. I'm uh, really excited to see what 2024 is going to like, install for you. But uh, thank you for coming on, sharing your story and some tips as well for developing footballers. So Really appreciate it and, yeah, looking forward to uh, seeing what 2024 brings. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want even more, our academy is for you. The Prepare Like a Pro Academy is a platform that hosts exclusive features and bonus content such as a Q&A segment aimed at getting to know the guests on a more personal level. Here's an example with Emily Meehan, head sports dietitian of the Collingwood Football Club. What are things that, that fire you up? Oh, this one is always, uh, so I suppose it is, um, it'll be topical for most people, I think, but staying in your lane. And I yep. often find that with nutrition, everyone eats, so everyone has an opinion. And I think that's what really gets me fired up um, because so many people try and provide nutrition advice based on their end of one experience when they did intermittent fasting or keto or whatever it might be and then game changes yeah, game changes whatever that might be and look it probably keeps me in a job but that it does drive me insane because yeah. sometimes the information can be so detrimental um, and opposite to what I've been working with my athlete or athletes and you know and because they hear it on someone's socials or through a documentary it unravels everything that i've been working with an athlete for yeah yeah another feature of our academy is the opportunity each week to join myself as co-host on the prepare like a pro live chat show here's an example with academy member rama davies the friendly editioning coach at the box hill box Welcome, Rama, to the chat. Uh, Rama has also worked at 
at Box Hill, or currently he's working at Box Hill Hawks with us, awesome. so he's another Box Hill man uh, in the strength and conditioning department. So I'll handle it over to you, Ramada, to ask you a question, mate. Thanks for joining us. Excellent. Thanks, Jack. And yeah, thanks, um, thanks, Sam, for the chat. It was uh, I found it to be really insightful. Plenty of gems in there, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, mate, my my question to you was: you spoke quite a bit about um, perspective during that chat. Um, and I was wondering what are some of the things that you either know or um, do physically that um, you wish you either knew or did um, back at the beginning of your career? Uh, what are some of those things? Mm, yeah, good question. Um, yeah, so I suppose with perspective on life, um, that sort of point, um, it yeah certainly yeah has been massive for me now and and didn't probably have that as much um, when i was younger um i suppose one thing i might mention is is gratitude i spend a lot of my time um doing a lot of gratitude exercises listening to podcasts doing a, a journal every day just to be to say what i'm grateful for sort of three things and um that's a fantastic way that i've been able to yeah, like reset and, and just kind of gain that gratitude and perspective about, you know, that there is more to life than football or, you know, might be whatever as an SNC coach, you know, if something's you're having a hard time, um, it can be massive with just, yeah, opening your eyes a little bit and losing that sort of tunnel vision or being stuck in that, in that work bubble. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been huge. Um, I think I wish back then when I was younger, I asked more questions and was a bit more open to different things. Mm. I think I was a bit single-minded back then and, um, you know, I thought there was one way of doing things and um, if I kind of didn't have that fear of, you know, asking a silly question or fear of judgment, it would have got me a lot further and I probably would have learned a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah. and, yeah, like just, yeah, being open to sort of different things because um, you never know what you might find. It's just, yeah. There's so many people, like great people out there, knowledgeable people to learn off. And there's plenty more where that came from. If you would like to learn more, then enter patreon.com forward slash prepare like a pro or head to the link in our show notes. Thank you for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. If you like this episode, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, give a review or even share with your mates. The show is recorded in Melbourne, Australia. Be sure to follow our Instagram page for all updates on our latest and greatest. If you would like to get in touch to suggest a guest or advertise with the Prepare Like a Pro podcast, please email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.